Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Welcome to another edition of the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry Dismore here, and the last few weeks we've talked about my wife's healing, about how some people can't accept it, and all that kind of stuff. But last week, I mentioned the fact that we had met a young lady in a networking meeting that claimed to be a psychic, and uh, it kind of frightened some people. I didn't like it, but other people I knew around me that were believers just, oh, you know, they didn't like it. Well, I got to thinking about the fact that uh, the enemy corrupts everything that he touches, He can't create anything, but everything that God made, the enemy can touch and corrupt. And I know that's hard to believe, but if you think about it for a little while, when you talk about a person's body, a body was made perfect by God, but the enemy comes in and corrupts it. As a matter of fact, he corrupted all of our bodies thousands of years ago when Adam and Eve fell, and all that authority that God had given to Adam and Eve fell over to the enemy. And he took that authority. Now, Jesus came and took it back, and yet, as believers, we don't think about that. We're like, well, I hope and make it through. Well, no, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to struggle through. We're supposed to dominate the earth, I believe, and I really believe that for this reason. When Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, he says that in Matthew. Well, what does that mean? That means that he's taken back all the authority that was given to the enemy right? So it says in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So if it's been given to him, why do we keep giving it away to the devil? Well, there's a reason for that. He fools us. He's deceitful. That's what he does. So Jesus goes on to say, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. All right, so if all that authority has been given to him and we're seated at his right hand then we're and we're his body, that means he's giving his body the authority to carry out the kingdom of God on earth. And yet we have people that argue about that from the body of Christ that are like, well, no, you know, God didn't want us to do that. It's such a dark world. Here's my theological phrase to them. Shut up. It's not true. God has given us, he wants us to be co-heirs with Christ. Do you understand what that means? It doesn't mean that we are, we get the rest of the estate. No, it means we're the same as Jesus in getting all of the estate. So when we've been told that, that means we ought to be doing that. I don't think Jesus came here and showed us how to heal people, how to make the blind see, how to make the lame walk and all that kind of stuff. It just to be, Hey, look at me. I'm God. You know, I don't think that's what it was about. I think what he was doing was saying, this is what life is supposed to be like, that we're supposed to come here and have authority over the things that the enemy has said. And so when I see somebody that says that, well, I'm a psychic, oh, okay, well, fine. You know, because the enemy can, enemy can give away secrets too. He sees things in the spirit world that we don't see. Now, he corrupts them when he gives them to somebody. He's going to make them cry or he's going to give them false hope or whatever. But did you know that it's in the Bible that we can know the future? Yeah, what? First time I found this out, I don't know how old I was, old enough. But I, I was like, well, wait a minute. That's, that's not true. 
We, we can't know the future. Yes, we can. As a matter of fact, Paul writes about it in 1 Corinthians. He says this. Now, we've heard this part of the scripture a lot of times. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Now, that first part was a quote out of Isaiah 64, 4. So again, it's however as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. All right? That's what I've always heard. I was taught that. So it meant that I couldn't see, I couldn't hear, and I haven't conceived it, right? And yet, here's the very next verse, verse 10. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. What? Wait, what? The eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, mind hasn't conceived, but these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Uh-huh. We can know these things. What that means is we can know these things. You know why we don't know these things? We don't ask. The spirit searches all things. This is Paul still writing here, even the deep things of God. Really? For who knows a person's thought except their own spirits within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we've received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God, who is from God. So we may understand what God has freely given us. So he wants us to know. And yet here we walk around, you know, unknowing and unseeing and unfeeling. And we're like, well, God, I just wish you'd show us. Well, first of all, a lot of stuff we wish he'd show us is in the Bible. Second of all, a lot of the things we wish he'd show us he already has, but we've just decided not to do them. Now, I'm guilty of that. This podcast, I know is supposed to be out here for a reason, and yet I've been digging my heels. I don't want to do it. Well, I was out to lunch with some friends the other day, and uh, uh, I was like, okay, I've been digging my heels in. I don't want to do this. And my friend Penny was like, uh, <clears throat> do you know that there is stuff in your reluctance that other people need? You need to get with it, boy. She didn't call me boy, but she could have at that point. I do need to get with it, but I'd been resisting it because I'm like, well, who wants to listen to this? Who wants to hear this? Hey, listen, if you're here, I appreciate it. If you like what you hear, that's great. My email address is terry at quizthediz.com. If you don't like what you hear, same email address. I read it all. Now, the problem that I have is that I didn't want to do it. I wasn't being obedient. God's like, do it. I want you to do it. And yet, no, I wasn't doing it. So here I am. And I appreciate suggestions and comments and questions and all that kind of stuff. And the podcast for a long time has been about how do we operate in business? How do we operate? And I get all that. I'm still going to talk about some of that stuff. I'm going to talk more, though, about how we operate inside the kingdom in today's society and in today's current events, what things mean and how we should react to them. So coming up, we're going to talk about how we should react to things like the trans agenda, how we should react to the people that we know and love that are in the LGBTQ community. How do we react to that? What's the kingdom of God say about that? And it's not despise them. I, I know it. Sometimes it's hard, so, and it's not. It, you know, it's just like I was thinking today about this podcast and what I wanted to say. And one of the things I wanted to say is, I know that a lot of people that think like me don't like our current president. But here's the fact of the matter: He is our president. We need to be praying for him. Now we may think, well, he didn't get elected. I, I don't care. I don't care about all that stuff. Now, I do from a kingdom of God standpoint, and I'll speak to those things later. But from the standpoint of here's a man 
no matter what you think, that has a tremendous amount of responsibility on him, including responsibility for us and for what the kingdom of God and what the body of Christ gets to do in this country. And if we're not praying for him, we're shirking our duties. We cannot shirk our duties to pray for our leaders. So I would challenge you to start praying for President Biden and for his wife, Jill, and Vice President uh, Harris and her wife, Douglas, her husband, Douglas. Sorry, apologize. That was a Freudian slip. I didn't do that on on purpose. But Vice President Harris and her husband, Douglas, and for your senators and for Governor DeWine, if you live in the state of Ohio, and all the people that we need to be praying for, whether we agree with them or not, they have authority over us right now in the world. Well, as the body of Christ, we have all the authority, right? I just said that a few minutes ago. True, but in our legal system, in the country where we live, the kingdom where we make our residence at the moment, those are the people that need our help. So whether you agree with the president or disagree with the president, whether you agree with the Congress or disagree, whether you agree with the governor or disagree with the governor, your responsibility is to love them first and pray for them. Stop making excuses. Well, I can't pray for them. They don't think like me. Well, uh, maybe you need to pray for them because they don't think like you. Ugh. Uh, there are times we just need to get with it and go, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't like it, but I'll do it. And then we find out, you know what? I do kind of like it because I feel like in our prayer time, if we really believe what our prayer time is, if we re- really believe in what God has done through prayer, we understand that that's an intimate connection with the God of the universe that says, I want to hear you. And it's an intimate connection between us and him. Now, what he does with that is I think he redirects thoughts. He gives people around people that we don't agree with that will allow some some influence there. may not be me and you, but that prayer is influential. And if you're not doing it, we're sinning. We're falling short of the glory of God because we're sinning against them. Now, what about if they do something stupid? Hey, guess what? We all do. Exactly. But if we do something stupid, we do have prayer to turn to. And some of these folks may not know. I don't know. I know what some of them profess, but I don't know what they really think. Do they have faith or do they have knowledge? Because sometimes our knowledge is all we, I mean, that's all we think about. We just have some knowledge. Well, wait a minute. I need to know. You know, I said this in another podcast recently. I don't want to just be a believer. I want to be a knower. I want to switch over from being, from knowing about Jesus and I, I do know about Jesus. I want to know him. Do you understand the difference? I want to be able to close my eyes and pray and know that not only is he listening, he's understanding. He's, he's sat in my chair. He's talked about the things that I talk about. You know, I, I, in my life, one of the things that I'm pretty good at is making a conversation, even if it's one-sided like it is today. And I do like to have those conversations with people and ask questions. And there are times when I'm asked tough questions. And I love that. You know why? Because I have to pray about it. I have to get an answer on it. And sometimes it just comes to you because you're like, Lord, I need an answer right now. So my wife and I, Nay, we taught senior high Sunday school in southern Indiana for 13 years at a Methodist church down there. Great evangelical Methodist church, Wesley Chapel in New Albany. We taught for 13 years, had great students, and the way that we operated the class was this. You could ask any question you wanted to. We would answer it from the Bible. Uh, two rules. Always come, to quest- uh, always come to class with a question 
And second rule was, if you laugh at somebody because you think their question's stupid, then you get to crack open the Bible and answer it, but it's going to have to be to our uh, satisfaction. And so I love teaching like that. Why? Because I had to think on my feet. And what I started to mention to you a minute ago was very first Sunday in that classroom, a young man who'd now be in his 40s, I'm sure, asked this question. Well, we talk about Christianity all the time, right? Yeah, sure do. How do we know we're right and everybody else is wrong? That's a tough question. Now, I've since learned how to answer that probably better than I did that day, but the Holy Spirit gave me an answer that day. And it had to do with the history that we see and how we see God and what we talk about and we believe in a monotheistic God and all these things and what we believe in our hearts. And I mean, it's a, it was a long answer. But it was an answer that, that God gave me as I was speaking. See, we get to a point in our lives, and I think this is probably true for you just as, is, just as it is for me, that we get in a, in a point in our lives where we don't want to get in front of someone or we don't want to get in a conversation with someone because we're afraid of how we're going to answer. And we don't want to make a fool of ourselves. Well, don't worry about that. Most people that know you or want to talk to you aren't worried about whether you're going to make a fool out of yourself or not. They already know the truth. <laughs> That's true in my case. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, he's silly. He likes to laugh and cut up and do all that kind of stuff. Very true. Very true. But it's also true that I think about things. There are times when I love to drive. I'll be driving across country on one of my trips and and I'll just spend an hour with the radio off, the podcasts off, and just me and God driving down the road having a conversation. And I've had some really interesting ones. For instance, one time I'm driving back home from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's about six hours from where I live. And any of you that haven't experienced the Pennsylvania Turnpike, you just don't know what you're missing. It's such a long, boring drive. It really is. So I'm driving along through uh, the countryside, and I felt the need to turn the radio off. So I turned everything off, and I heard the Lord say, hey, why did you want to get into radio? I'm like, what? Why did you want to get into radio? Now, here's a problem. I already know why I wanted to get into radio. God knows why I wanted to get into radio, but he wanted me to admit it to him. And I can't lie because he knows the truth. Diggone it. So I said, well, I wanted to get into radio because I wanted to be well-known. And honestly, I wanted to be liked. And I waited for a minute for the rebuke, the thunder, the lightning, all this kind of stuff that, you know, you kind of think you're going to hear from God. And he said, well, what if I made you that way? What? What if I made you to not mind being popular, being famous? I'm like, what? I thought you're the one that needed to be famous. He said, no, people know who I am, but they're going to see who I am through you. And it's not wrong for you to be well known. I gave you a framework for fame. Now, I've had that challenged a few times. Even recently, I wanted to meet somebody at church that was there for three days and I never got a chance to and I was angry about it. And then I realized what I'd done is I'd taken myself out of the framework to handle fame and put myself in the framework to be overwhelmed by it. We don't want that now, do we? 
Well, listen, I could talk more, but and I will. I've got more to come, but you'll have to wait till next week, just like I will. I wonder what I'm going to say then. <laughs> hey, my website is quizthediz.com. You can reach me at this email address, terry at quizthediz.com. I would love to hear from you. And please subscribe to our podcast. Let your friends know about it and be sure to rate it on your favorite podcast app. And remember this, God has a plan for you and we're here to help you find it. The Quiz That Is podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz That Is.